This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's time to turn your garden into a smart garden on News Radio 830 WCCO. Smart Gardens, an hour of expert advice and answers to all of your lawn and gardening questions. You can call 989-9226 or text us at 81807. Now, here's Denny Law with this week's Smart Garden. Yes, indeed, we are back at it, welcoming your phone calls and text messages. You can ask Master Gardener Teresa Rooney your gardening questions, your lawn and garden questions. Hi, Teresa. Hello. Happy New Year. And to you. We haven't seen you since last year. Since last year. It's been a whole year. It's been a year, yeah. I wonder how many people still use that. (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) See you next year. See you next year. Well, we are here in the 8 o'clock hours. We always are. 52 weeks a year talking lawns and gardens. One of the most, the... The most. The most popular... Hobby. uh, In the uh, country. Activity. (laughs) It is, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And overall sports and everything. Exactly. That always surprises me. But why should it be surprised? It shouldn't, because you're getting your hands back in the soil and yeah. connecting with Mother Earth, and that's just wonderful. And, and uh, growing food and flowers that's and pretty true. things. Yeah. i uh, tell you what, if uh, we've cleared the lines. In fact, folks are calling right now. And if, uh, keep trying, 651-989-9226. Or if it's easier, uh, send Teresa your text messages, 81807. <laughs> Every week, as you know, and we laugh with Julie and Mary and you about... The creeping Charlie. Oh, good. Do we have one yet? Well, it was. It, I think it may be the same person, possibly. But this person uh, says creeping Charlie leaves steeped is a great drink. It's it's supposed to be. I have not tried creeping Charlie tea because it's a member of the mint family, yeah. and, and it smells nice. And and I've heard people say it doesn't taste all that good. I mean, it's supposedly an edible one. But well, you let me know when you do. Will you? Yeah, I don't okay. think that's going to happen right. anytime, and not anytime soon anyway. With the weather out there, that's true. <laughs> Uh, text here's by the way, text number eight one eight zero seven. Hey, well, let's do Teresa. Gene in Plymouth is calling, and I'm going to grab as many phone calls as we can too. Uh, thanks, Gene. What is your question for Teresa? Hi, Gene. Hi. Good morning. As it's getting brighter outside, is this a good time that we should fertilize our house plants? You should fertilize your house plants if they're actively growing. Now is a really good time to transplant them. And then if you do transplant them, don't give them about a month, month and a half before you start fertilizing just so the new roots can uh, acclimate. But if they've actively, if they're starting to actively grow or flower, yes, do fertilize them. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Very good. And wash those plant leaves off, you know, brush them off. They've got a lot of dust on them. What should you use on that? Um, you know, a damp rag. Just That's all you need. Yep, okay. you don't need to buy any of the shiny stuff because that coats oil on the plant ah. leaves, and the plant needs to breathe. You don't want those those little stomas and stuff closed up. And the person that that did the tea thing, yes. um, always know where your plants are coming from. Make sure you identify the plant properly well, and make idea. sure it wasn't sprayed with any pesticides or herbicides. Real good idea. So you have to be really careful in identification as really careful and make sure you know what you're doing. Very good. Hope that helped you, Gene. Thank you. Thanks, Gene. 651 Nine eight nine nine two two six. If you have a question for Master Gardener Teresa Rooney, 
Now is your chance by phone or by text, 81807. Uh, let's, uh, I'll tell you what, Marie is uh, on the phone, I believe, from Minneapolis. Hi, Marie. What is your question? Hi, Marie. Hi. Uh, I have a question about a Christmas cactus. Yes. Uh, I have two. One I got just this Christmas. Mm-hmm. The other one is from maybe five years ago. Wonderful. The five year, years ago one is the leaves. It's still blooming periodically. Mm-hmm. But the leaves are getting, uh, how shall I say, lighter, not as dark green. Mm-hmm. Give uh, it some fertilizer. I'm sorry? Give it some fertilizer. Yes. Uh, mm-hmm. Is there a particular kind of fertilizer? You know, um, any fertilizer will work on it. Just read the instructions. And if you're worried that you don't want to give it a lot, just go half strength. And, okay. and, you know, half or quarter strength, then you can fertilize it once, uh, you know, once every seven to ten days. Um, we'll follow the instructions. Mm-hmm. Can you tell me also, is it possible now they're seeing these uh, Christmas cactuses that are coming out, the new ones, are different than the ones from our grandmothers for the fact that they require more water than the older ones? No, I haven't heard that. It would not surprise me because the, the, the breeders are changing them all the time. Uh, so if you've got a new one and you've got an old one, um, maybe treat the new one like the old one and watch it really carefully so you can gauge, okay, this one does maybe need new water. They're also putting them in different soils and, and things like that. So that could be part of it too. But I, I to be honest, I don't know what the water requirements would be. Interesting Sorry. question, mm-hmm. though. Interesting question, yes. Thanks, Marie. Thanks. Appreciate that. 651-989-9226 to send a text, 81807. I'm going to make mention that Smart Garden Show is sponsored by our friends at By the Yard Maintenance-Free Outdoor Furniture. Be sure to visit ByTheYard.net. Check out our good friends down there in Jordan, Minnesota. If you have a Lana Garden question for uh, Teresa, uh, call it in or text it in. And let's get back to the text line, okay. by the way. That's 81807. Here's one that says, Teresa, I'm planning to plant a uh, privacy hedge of red twig dogwood uh, shrubs, and I'd like to grow them from cuttings. I have two questions. If I propagate the cuttings indoors, what time of the year do I plant them outdoors, and how long will it take for the shrubs to grow to their full height? Wow, everything is an it depends. Um, go ahead and, and you can start propagating those indoors uh, as soon as they're rooted. Um, as soon as you start seeing the roots, you want to get them into a pot. And then as soon as you can, you want to get them into the soil outside. And depending upon what size the cutting is, uh, redwood uh, or the, the red twig dogwoods grow pretty fast. So it really depends. But you probably have a nice hedge in, you know, five, six years, I would say. But be patient. In the meantime, if you need a little more privacy, um, plant some ornamental grasses between um, I know they're not going to be really tall, but they'll be tall enough to stop your eye for a little while. And then as the as the dogwoods start to fill in, move those ornamental grasses to another area or find another home for them. But that'll give your eye something to look at uh, till the till the dogwoods come in. I know that uh, you know our listening audience uh, that we've given the, the signal reach that a lot of folks have a lot of snow. We don't. We don't have snow. And I'm wondering how that would or could affect that's our a, lawns and shrubs. That's a good question because it can impact it. So what you want to make sure, what's a really good thing now is make sure you've protected everything from rabbits and deer and, and mice. So make sure you've got your protection out there, whatever you're using, whether you're using repellents or 
or physical barriers or whatever you're using, make sure that's out there. Um, and and if the ground starts to thaw out, um, maybe give it a little water. If it if you need some water, you folks up in the snow area, make sure again your stuff is protected. But yeah, we have no snow down in the city, so I'm a little worried what spring is going to be, how it's going to be the the plants. I mean, right now everything's frozen, but if we get a really really cold cold, that frost will go right into the ground and could kill some roots. Ooh, okay. So you may want to put a little extra covering, um, some extra mulch over some of the more tender plants and to go out there check all those plants you planted last year make sure they haven't popped out of the ground all right very good you have a question for master gardener Teresa rooney now is your chance by phone and by text as usual let's go back to the phones Teresa. jane is calling from columbia heights i believe hi jane hi jane hello hello jane well i guess jane is oh, gone no. mary is calling from eden prairie hi mary hi mary hi. good morning I'm going to ask you another question about those Christmas cactus. Sure. I read that after they bloom, you're supposed to quit watering them for six weeks. And I'm going, won't that kill them? <laughs> you know, I death. I probably, I, you know, I haven't read that, and and uh, to be honest with you. But I, I would not change the watering. I would just keep water. You know, be sensitive for the watering. Um, I It could be, be, I don't know why someone would say that. Um, you don't, Yeah. Uh, no, no, don't. Just okay. water them and just keep an eye on them. Okay. If, if they start, you know, you don't want to give them too much water, but but you don't want, do you want, kind of want, maybe maybe the idea was to let them go a little bit dormant, yeah, but they don't really go rest. dormant, um, but if you want to give them a little rest. So you can back off on the watering a little bit, but six weeks is an awful long time know, for I'm our house plants. Out. You know, and, and maybe that would work in an area that's really humid and the plants are outside. And they're not in our hot houses where the te- where the humidity is so low. Uh, I, that would kind of worry me to have a plant not watered for six yeah, weeks me too. inside with hot air, forced air, or whatever. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, thank okay. you. Thank you. All right, Mary. Thank you. Good. Good points. Good question. Six five one nine eight nine nine two two six. Text is eight one eight zero seven. We're going to get back to the phones and the text messages. Here on our Smart Garden Show. Uh, by the way, did I give you the text number? 81807, if that's easier for you. If you want to get in touch with Master Gardener Teresa Rooney this morning, call it in or text it in. Hey, good morning. Welcome back to our Smart Garden Show. Joining us uh, this morning, Master Gardener Teresa Rooney, answering your questions by phone and by text. And Teresa, as usual, we have a bunch of both. Excellent. So let's put you back to work. Okay. Who has been waiting? Uh, Jane in Columbia Heights, I believe. Jane, go ahead with your question. Thank you. Hi, Jane. Hi, good morning. Uh, last year we received a beautiful bouquet of tulips that were forced. They were in a glass container where the bulb bottoms were raised above a little, they're on a little stand, so only the roots were touching water. Okay. And it's a large container. It held a dozen tulip bulbs. Can I buy tulip bulbs now and do the same thing? You might be able to, but I would doubt it very much. Uh, they should have been bought in the fall, and then you need to chill them. Uh, so they had, would have had to be chilled for uh, quite a number of weeks, uh, 12 to 14 weeks, and then you could start them out. Okay. Uh, that's a good thing to remember for next year. And the earlier the tulips are supposed to bloom, the better they are for forcing. So, okay. So don't get, you know, don't try to do the late blooming ones. Try to get the early blooming ones. All right. Thank you. Good luck. Mm-hmm. Good. 651 989 is our phone number, text number, in the meantime, 81807. We'll get back to the text screen in a moment. But John is calling from Victoria. John, you're on CCO with Teresa. Hi, John. 
Hello, good morning. Uh, got a pagoda wood, and uh, first question about that is: Is it a good time to prune uh, branches on that now? Yes. So, thank you. The second question: I have a uh, globe uh, blue spruce, okay, about four and a half feet in diameter, about same height. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's uh, um, I want to I want to shape it. Okay. Uh, take maybe six or eight inches off one side is now a good time to do that. I would probably wait till it comes out of dormancy in the spring and you start to see some new growth. If if you need to do a little pruning on it now, you can if it's getting in the way of shoveling or something like that. Otherwise, I would wait a little while on that one. And you wait until when? Till it starts to show some new growth in the spring. And then, then you just, so I can cut back one or two tiers and it'd, it'd still be fine then? It should be fine. Spruce often have growing points where once the light hits them, they can regrow again, but they don't regrow like your pagoda will. Usually, so so you want to make sure you don't like leave a stick sticking out, if that gotcha. makes any sense, okay? Uh, thank you very much. Okay, good All luck. Right, thank mm-hmm. you for the call. Uh, let's see, who is next? Maynard's calling from Stillwater, Minnesota. Go ahead, Maynard. We're listening. Hi, Maynard. Hi, good morning. Uh, we planted 20 uh, highbush cranberries 26 years ago, mm-hmm. and they're probably 12, 15 feet tall now. Can we cut those back severely to rejuvenate, or should we start over? No, you can go ahead and cut those back. They should be. Are they suckering a little already for you? Yes. Yep, you can go ahead and cut those back, and, and they'll probably put up a whole bunch of suckers for you. And so it'll be a nice little uh, hedge or a thicket for you. Mm-hmm. Okay, very good. Thank you. Thank you. All right. And that line is open now. If you want to ask your garden question of uh, Teresa by phone, 651-989-9226. Text is 81807. All right. Some, I know we get every week, wouldn't you say, that we get tree trimming questions? We do. Seems mm-hmm. like it. Yep. I've got some young open trees. Texter says, I plan on trimming them up today. Is this a good time to trim trees? Any trimming tips? And how about oak trees? Um, Now is a good time for just about all of your trees to be trimmed. Um, You know, not the evergreens, but all of your deciduous trees. You can go ahead and trim those. You want to make sure that you're taking out any dead branches, crossing branches, branches that would rub together. Um, And before you you start, get a good look at it. And then you only want to take off one quarter of the entire amount. Dead stuff doesn't count. So only, only one quarter of the live stuff. So if you have to limb up a tree and by taking up all the limbs you want to, it would be half of the tree, then you do part this year and you do part next year. You just have to wait because um, you don't want to take off too much of the top because it messes up the whole system of the tree and it needs its foliage when it comes out in the spring. All right. Let's see. Texter says, I have had excellent results. We're placing dogwood cuttings slash branches directly in the soil or pots. They grow very quickly and have filled out nicely by the second year. So it's yep, a common, yep, I guess. They, they do. A... They sucker very easily. They they can root very easily. And on those prunings, um, go to the extension site, extension.umn.edu, and there's a three-step um if you can't cut the branch with a simple pruner and you need a saw or something, there's a three steps that you need to do so that you don't rip the bark. So go to extension.umn.edu for that information. I'm glad you mentioned that website. Yep. That's such a it's, great... And, it's a great website. Everybody's been working very hard on, on re- very hard. redoing yep. that. They've redone a bunch of it, yes. Yeah. All right, let's see. Uh, you want to send a text? we got a bunch of those. Uh, 81807. 
to do with no snow on the ground. What are you just talking about? Mm-hmm. Would it be okay to rake leaves I didn't get to last fall? Sure. Or would it harm the grass? Nope. Everything's frozen. Rake gently. You know, if you ask, because maybe the top part has thawed a little bit, rake very gently or wait on it. But yeah, go ahead and get some of those leaves up. That would be a good idea. Want to call in your garden question for uh, Teresa, 651-989-9226, or uh, send a text, 81807, and our texts keep coming in. Let's see. I have another dogwood uh, comment. I have. Propag- <laughs> I think it's because they're red and yellow at this time of year, so you really see them and they... That's true. They, you just notice Good contrast them, yeah. from what's out there. Yeah. Uh, I have, Texas has propagated several red twig dogwood from the stems used in my winter evergreen pots. Yes. It was purely by accident mm-hmm. when I happened to notice roots developing on the stems as I disassembled the pots in the spring. I just repotted those stems yep. and I've been able to grow several new shrubs from my winter yep. pot discard. And sometimes you can do that from the curly willows too. They will rip they will root out in your pots. Okay. Well I'll tell you what, let's do a break. Shall let's we do, do a that? Break. Mm-hmm. We have another half hour of the show to go, so if you missed it, your question is getting answered by phone or by text, you still have the next half hour to do so. We call it the Smart Garden Show here on News Talk eight three oh WCCO. And good morning. Welcome back to our Smart Garden Show, brought to us by our good friends at By the Yard, the maintenance-free outdoor furniture. Get on the web. Check them out at bytheyard.net. You have a lawn or garden question? Now's your chance to talk with uh, Teresa Rooney, who's a master gardener. Uh, Speaking of which, uh, did you just tell me that there's some new crew coming on? The interns, the new master gardeners are starting their studies. So they're probably already at class, but I wish you all the best of luck and don't worry. You don't have to know it all. They'll help you because it's I overwhelming. Kind of, I was just going to say that It's overwhelming. I'd come out of classes just going, how did the trees even live? There's so many diseases. <laughs> you know, it's just, but but yeah, Master Gardeners, we, we learn all the stuff we don't know. <laughs> but how long will they be studying now until they They're about. It? They have about 40, uh, I think it's 48 hours of study. It's like Hort 101 is what they go through. So so they have, uh, some do it by, by a computer, some go to the class, and you can do both ways too. So they'll be done by about the beginning of February. I bet it is overwhelming. It's overwhelming, yes, yes. But they have great teachers. The instructors make, they're so, they're so passionate that the classes are so fascinating. You know, I've never asked you guys yeah. this before, mm-hmm. but uh, is those who end up being mm-hmm. master gardeners, yep. do they stay that way? I mean, do they, do they keep that interest up the rest of their lives? Master most gardeners, of most of them do, yeah. yeah, yeah okay. They just get more and more passionate, and we get more and more geeky, and <laughs> then we find our little niche, our little tribes, and lots of, lots of them like to specialize in certain things like natives or, or whatever, or pollinators or vegetables, and, and you just get more and more into it, and yeah, and they're, it, they're, it feeds your addiction. And you, you yourself, along mm-hmm. with your colleagues, yep. are, are some will be at uh, the Arboretum, some right. will be at different the State Fair and exactly. all these different yep. locations. Yep, and we love sharing the knowledge with the public. That's that's the job of a master gardener. We're volunteers, and our job is to to figure out how to get the research based information to our communities and to share that with the community. So that's what we love. And that's yeah. what you're doing here, yeah. too. Mm-hmm. If you want to ask Teresa your question, call it in, 651-989-9226. I see a line is open if you want to use it, 651-989-9226. Or, again, the text number is 81807. Let's see, where did we uh, we leave off here? Dogwoods. Dogwoods. We had... And leaf raking. <laughs> Here's one. Uh, I bought a beautiful poinsettia, 
or poinsettia, if you like. All the green leaves have fallen off. I think uh, I watered it right. What am I doing wrong? No, they can be hard in your house. You've got to make sure that you take them out of that pretty sleeve so that the water can drain out of the pot and not be not just sit there and get the roots all, all mushy. Um, make sure they're getting adequate light, not in, a, in a, the line of your heating so that they're not getting blown on with the heat. Um, and give them a little more light. But it is kind of hard in some of the homes to keep them alive. Yeah. I... Uh... I, I, some some folks, I'm sure you're anxious to get out there too. You're yes. anxious for mm-hmm, spring. Mm-hmm. Obviously, this texter is too. Any idea how much longer we need to wait to start tilling our gardens so we can plant fresh veggies? Well, you don't have to wait at all. What you could be doing is you could be planting a bunch of seeds today in a method called winter sowing. So you would just put them into the milk jugs um, that go online, winter sown, and you can plant them. And you set those jugs outside. You plant and you set them outside. And then they'll come up when they're ready. And by that time, you'll have had your, your garden all plowed up. But, yeah, you can't. I have no idea. Um, what the spring is going to be no, like. No, don't have that crystal ball. I, have, I haven't even thought about it. Now, I was we were talking last week on the show about, uh, and I think we've talked about it in, in years past, about cutting milk jugs in half. Yep. yep. Let's you, just tell us about yeah, it. Describe yeah, it's, that system. It's really interesting. So what you what you're, yeah, so what you want to do is just take a milk jug. You can use yogurt containers or whatever. Um, but take the milk jug. You want to cut the top almost off. So you're cutting it in half. So you have like you're turning it into a little greenhouse. You'll um, put about an in, two inches of soil in there or top um, garden uh, potting soil, I'm sorry. Get it really wet like mud. And then you plant your seeds, one kind of seed per container. Make sure you put a little label in there as what it is. Then you duct tape that back up. And this is where you can get creative. You mm. can color coordinate it with your house or your favorite color or leopard print, whatever. And then, um, then you write on the outside of the milk jug what you've got. Take the lid off. Walk outside with your milk jug with the mud and a real sharp knife and then poke a bunch of holes in the bottom so the, so the water starts to drain out. Then you want to set that milk jug somewhere outside where it's not going to sit on the southwest side of your house. It's not going to get that hot winter sun. So it can hide under a bush. It can sit on the northeast side of your house. It can sit on the picnic table. It can sit by the garage just as long as it's – and you just let it sit there. Uh, just once it starts to thaw in the spring, it'll freeze and thaw. That's what it's supposed to do. Once it starts to thaw in the spring, just check if it needs a little water, put a little water in there. Otherwise, with the top off, the water from the snow and rain will get in there. It'll be just fine. When the plants start growing, just make sure they stay watered if they need to be watered. Um, if it gets really hot, lift the lift the top back, let them breathe. If it gets kind of cold or chilly or we're going to have ice, put the top back on. It protects them from bunnies. Then when you're ready and the soil is ready, just take the little plants out and pot them up or that's, put them in the soil. That's kind of neat. It's, it's fun. It, you can get your hands in the dirt so you can get your sniffing the dirt because that's what we like to do. We, that's you therapy. Know, you know, it's therapy. And then you can put everything outside. You don't have to worry about watering, damping off, squirrels eating it, rabbits eating it, birds taking all the seeds, and nothing like that. This is great. It's a great use from uh, use the milk jugs you, or whatever. Milk jugs. You can often get the milk jugs from the coffee shops, and you can wow. reuse the milk jugs year after year. If true. You want that's yeah. true. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. All right. If you want to send your lawn or garden uh, question via text, that number is 81807. Or you can call us, 651-989-9226. Let's go back to the phones, Teresa. Okay. I think Daryl's calling in from Lake uh, Lake Elmo. Good morning, Daryl. Good morning, Daryl. Hello. Hello. Hi there. 
We are wondering about get, digging up uh, buckthorn in the wintertime. Is it possible? Well, you if it's if it's if you can dig, but I think yeah. the ground is frozen. But you could cut it all down and mark it, so then then you can remove that in the spring if you want. I don't know that it would be active enough, so you could cut and then put a pet, an herbicide on that. I don't think that will work in the winter. Um, but yeah, if you can dig the soil, you can dig up buckthorn. But I think it's probably too frozen to be digging right now. Boy, they're tough plants. They are tough Woo. plants. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. They're strong. They're strong, yeah. Very much so. Six, and they grow so quickly, and they're everywhere. They're everywhere, mm-hmm. yep. And the reason they're everywhere is because the birds eat the seeds, and then it gives the birds diarrhea, so the seeds pop out very quickly. So they're, they're, they spread the seed they everywhere. They spread the seed very quickly, yeah. yes. Mm-hmm. What do they call that? Well, the state used to call it a... Uh, An invasive. Nox, noxious, noxious weed. weed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Six five one nine eight. No, thank you. Six five one nine eight nine nine two two six. Send a text if that is easier. Eight one eight zero seven. Let's see. Here's a text. Uh, would this and next month be okay to prune Techni arborvita? You know, I'd probably not do pruning of evergreens now. I just, I just hesitate to prune evergreens in the winter. Again, um, go to extension.umn.edu to double check. Because I seem to recall that there's one or two you can prune in the winter. And, and I just I have such a fear of pruning my evergreens at the wrong time. I always just wait till spring. Um, so, so I'm a little bad at remembering that. Um, but, but I would not prune the evergreens. You know, if you need to do one or two bits of pruning because it's suddenly in the way or, or it's blocking a path or blocking a window or it's a security thing, go ahead and do it. But I wouldn't do a lot of it. All right. Here's something I've been thinking about. You and I were talking about the lack of snow, at least around here. Uh, this texter says, with the lack of snow, can you go ahead and winter seed your lawn? Sure. Yeah. I mean, if you can see it, it's I, I that would, dirt contact. Um, yeah, yeah. As, yeah, as long as you can get the, the it onto the dirt. I don't know, you know, how much your grass is matted down. And um, you may you may want to buy a little bit of something or put put a... I don't know. The birds are going to love that seed. I think they're going to find it. But uh, go ahead and give it a shot. What can it hurt? You know, it can't hurt. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. All right. What's that called again? Dormant seeding. Dormant seeding. seeding. See, you could be a master gardener. (laughs) No, I don't think so. (laughs) (laughs) And we need you people here to come in. 651-989-9226. Text 81807. Uh, Here's a text that we don't have to break just yet. Uh, I have a rosemary plant whose tips are turning white. What to do? Also, I have a fiddle fig plant that is taking over my family room. It's now eight feet tall, maybe five <laughs> feet wide. How do I trim it? Ah, <laughs> oh, the fiddly figs. I love them. They're so beautiful. Um, just go ahead and prune it back as you need to, uh, if you need to. And um, don't keep putting it in bigger pots. Uh, just do a root pruning on it so that you can kind of minimize its side a little, size a little bit. At extension.umn.edu, there should be information on that. And as for the rosemary, I'm not 100% sure why those tips are turning white. I would uh, definitely inspect to make sure that there's no insect issues on there, no webbing or anything, and maybe just cut those tips off. I'm not sure why they would turn white. Hmm. That's kind of kind of weird. I remember last week, last Sunday, uh, with uh, Jim Gilbert's show, Jim mentioning a lot of folks are getting their seed catalogs. Yes. I bet you are, too. Yes, I am. Yes, I am. I haven't seen any yet. Those are Maybe the, one. Those are the another guilty pleasure. Gardeners have lots of guilty pleasures. That is one of them, well, though, yeah. I, I wouldn't yeah. call it a, a it's, bad. It's a, it's a good pleasure. <laughs> it's, it's a not, good yeah, one, yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, so we're getting our seed catalogs and, and dreaming. And again, this is maybe a really good time to go out and take some pictures of your yard to see what you what you really need out there. How big is your area? Do, do you need some bushes? Do you need to change something? You can see the bones of your garden right now, unless you're up north and it's under 12 feet of snow. Then you can't really see much of your garden. Besides other activities during the year, throughout the year, as heading to the arboretum is a great thing too. It's to a see, wonderful thing to see thing, how things grow, what they look like, right? And to see what they look like in the winter, because some of yeah, those trees true. will amaze you. Like the Kentucky coffee tree will amaze you at how how bare it is in the winter and how much winter sunlight it can let into your house, but yet it could really shade your house in the summertime. So it's a good. Good energy thing there. So yeah, you can get a really good picture of what the trees look like, what the what the plants look like, what their head seed head look like. If you want to plant things like that, yeah. And to get out to the arboretum. Uh, the inter- closest intersection is Highway Five West. Go west on five. Yep, west on five. Forty one. Just past forty one. Just west of forty one, and then it's on your left or south. Yes, correct. And and you can. Uh, there's a lot of activity you can do out on Three Mile Drive. You can't drive it. But you can ski, and I think they have cocoa ch- ch- walks and hmm. all kinds of different different tours. And there's something going on in the in the main hall. So there's a lot of stuff out there. Um, you know, obviously it's an arboretum. That means trees. It's outside, so you're not going to see a lot of you know daisies and things like yeah. that this time. Yeah. But but you can go out and see what does the prairie look like in the winter? What do the oak trees look like in the winter? What does that um, apple tree look like in the winter that I'm thinking of getting. What what kind Check of shape am I going to see? Check out all the seasons at the Arboretum. Check it out, yeah. yeah. All right, Teresa, we need to take a quick break here. We have more show to come. If you have any kind of a lawn or garden question, you can phone it in at 651-989-9226. Or if it's easier, you can send a text, 81807. We'll get back to your text messages in just a moment as well. Hey, good morning. Welcome back to our Smart Garden Show, brought to us every week by our friends at By the Yard Outdoor Furniture. Denny along here with Master Gardener Teresa Rooney, answering your questions by phone and by text. I see a line is open if you want to chat with Teresa. It's 651-989-9226 or send her a text, 81807. Uh, texter uh, Teresa says, is there a way to propagate vinca vine? Sure, vinca vine could easily be propagated in water. And then as the minute you start seeing, anytime you propagate something in water, that that means you just would cut off um, the growing part, uh, maybe two or three inches of the end of the vine, and take one or two leaves off and then just put it in fresh water. Um, check, check the water every day and, um, the, you know, room temperature water. As soon as you start seeing the roots, you want to get those roots into soil because um, water roots are very weak and wimpy, and you want to get them to grow soil roots. You can also just um, stick those little um, clippings right into wet sand or, or damp sand or a potting medium that you keep really, really wet, um, like perlite or something that you keep really wet. And um, that would work too. All right, very good. Thank you, Texter. Again, text is 81807 or call 651-989-9226. Steve is calling from Wasika with a question for Teresa. Hi, Steve. What is your question? Hi, Steve. Hi there. Good morning. Great show. I love your information. I have some ornamental grasses in my garden area, and uh, in the springtime, I'm wondering whether I should just be cutting those back or what I should do with those. Yep. Go ahead and cut those back in the spring, Um, depending upon which ones you're growing. If you're growing the cool season ones like the Calamagrostis, 
Carl Forrester, that greens up really early. You want to cut it back really early so you don't cut into the green. Otherwise, the miscanthus and everything else is warm season, so you have a little more plate time. But, yep, go ahead and cut those grasses back um, and just watch for the centers to start dying out. That really means they need to be divided. Um, yep, but go ahead and cut those back, and that'll be wonderful. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, in the past, a couple of times I've burnt them off. Is that a bad thing to do? They seem to be coming back. That, they should be fine if you do a light burn, like with a weed dragon or whatever you're using. Yep, that should be that should work too. That's how the that's how the prairies re reestablish themselves. With, okay, uh, with I know they have too. a lot of oil content when they burn. There really a lot of black smoke comes off. It must be pretty high. <laughs> and, 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 and you want to make sure when you're burning that it's legal and that it's safe. So so depending upon where you live in the world, in, in Minnesota, make sure that it's okay for you to do that and that they've approved it. And if they need to have a fire truck there or whatever, that you do it safely. <laughs> Yeah, no, there's only like three plants of it. So oh, okay. It's not a big, it's not not a big, big area. <laughs> not a big area. You're not All burning right. a third of a prairie. All okay. Right. All right, Steve. Careful. Thank you very much <laughs> for the call. 651-989-9226. John is calling, I believe, from Minneapolis. John, you're on with Teresa. Hello, John. Hi, good morning, Teresa. Thank you. Uh, question is, recently had uh, three large silver maple trees removed uh, from my home and uh Wondering what would be a good variety, um, and the trees were removed um, like in the fall of uh, 2017. Wondering because they were established trees, probably 50 years old. Mm-hmm. Wondering uh, if there will be a problem replanting with uh, the root system still possibly there. And do, any suggestions on a good variety? Did Did you have it them ground out, or do you have stumps? Yes, you had them yes. ground out. Okay, yes. so so then I would plant in a slightly different area. Um, because a lot of that the wood chips are still there and they're decaying and it's not that not a really good area to plant plants in um, there as they decay they grab a lot of nitrogen and then as they get to a certain point in the decay process the decomposition process they release a lot of nitrogen so you can have a nitrogen um, starvation and then all of a sudden a burn so plant just a little outside the way um, go to extension.umn.edu for tree selections but there's a lot of great trees trees out there, um, Kentucky coffee trees. Um, there's some maples. There are, they are suggesting, though, that you try to try to change it up a little bit, maybe put in a birch if that's acceptable. Um, what I want you to do also is go out and look up, make sure there's no wires that you have to worry about, figure out how big you want these trees to be, and work at that, like what size you want. Do you want, do you want to put in a white oak? And, and just have the one big tree, or or do you want to have smaller trees, um, maybe some some uh, service berries, which are smaller, or some Korean maples, which are smaller. There's a lot of great tree selections out there, uh, but and I believe the city of Minneapolis or the DNR has small trees for for uh, city lots too. There's some great websites out there, so so look into that. And there's some a lot of great suggestions. And then head out to the arboretum, see what those trees look like in real life. And how big they really are, how small they really are, what shape. Do you want one that's very upright? Do you want one that's very um, horizontal? Do you need it round? Do you need it? What what shape do you want it? Do you want to put in an apple tree? Do you want to put in a peach tree? Uh, you know, think about things like that, how you can bring some diversity to your yard. It just makes it easier than the insects don't all come and take out all your trees or and stay away from ashes, and um, or the, some of the elms are just absolutely beautiful, some of the resistant elms. 
And what I've done in the past mm-hmm. is gone onto university's website yes. and, and checked out. Go what to extension.uman.edu. Yeah, and really there is helped. there is a connection to a um a, a, a landscaping part of their website. And and you can get right onto that and yeah. that'll give you a lot of great ideas for trees and shrubs and plants. Very good. Uh Ray is calling from Champlin, I believe. Ray, you're on CCO. Good morning. Hi, Ray. Good morning. Hi, I have a question about um you know, why jailias. I've got mm-hmm. Some Wygelias, and they've been there for, for 15 years, and I've never known how much to trim them. And now I'm wondering if I should can trim the older wood and or trim them back to the ground, and which I do every year with them. But uh, they're getting so they don't blossom very much anymore. Okay, are they still getting full sun? Yes, they are. Okay, mm-hmm. all right. Sometimes the older plants they don't they the, they start out sun in a sunny area and then everything else goes around and then they lose all their sun. But um, they bloom fairly early in the season. So I would wait till they're done blooming and then trim them back as you want. I probably wouldn't trim them all the way to the ground, but trim them back to shape and to size. Um, you may want to give them a light fertilizer after they're, as they come out of dormancy this spring, just a granular 10-10-10 um, or 20-20-20, just a basic fertilizer or something organic if you, if you use that. And as soon as they come out of dormancy, just sprinkle that around the top of the soil if you want. You can um, kind of rake it in a little bit. Don't, don't worry. You don't have to do that much. Just just put it on the soil. It will be watered in. But that's what I would do then. I think we have time for one more call. Right. Teresa, Jim is calling from Montevideo. Jim, you're on with Teresa. Good morning. Hi, Jim. Hi, good morning. Hi, good morning. Hi. Uh, can you hear me okay? I yep. can hear you great. Okay. Um, uh, my son cleaned up a Pioneer Cemetery out here in western Minnesota and uh, the first graves were marked at about 1866. And it was my original idea to plant prairie grass out there uh, so that it would have that old-time look to it, and and then it would be a lot less maintenance. It wouldn't have to be mowed all the time. And I'm just wondering what varieties of prairie grasses would you recommend that won't completely um, hide the cemetery but would make it look as though, you know, it was still part of the prairie. And- sure. Um, there are some great uh, uni- uh, great um, um, nurseries around the s- around Minnesota that do native grasses, prairie grasses, and they have some great ideas. I would think like a buffalo grass or something like that. Now, understand that most of the prairie gla- grasses are warm season grasses, so they don't come up and start greening up until June-ish. So, so that's an uh, that's an idea that you want to think about. Um, but some of them only get you know two you know uh, foot tall. Uh, prairie de- drop seed is very nice. Things like that could be a very nice option for you. But you could also check out some of the um, like landscape alternatives or Prairie Moon Nursery. Some of those would be a really good idea. And I know there's other ones, and I've forgotten right off the top of my head. Um, but that's what I would think of. And for the gentleman who was looking to replace his. Oh, trees, I was going to say one more thing, and I forgot. Oh, well. Next time. Go to the Extension website. It'll talk you through everything. There you go. Good. <laughs> Teresa, thanks so much. It was Thank great to you. see you again. Thank we'll you. see you. I'm sure we'll see you down the road. Yes, you will. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. 
Price and coverage match limited by state law.